Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is off today. This month, Walgreens and CVS pharmacies will begin selling the abortion pill, mifepristone, in select states, including California. Both chains plan to gradually expand to states where abortion is legal, stating they want to prioritize quality, safety, and privacy before expanding. For a closer look, we are joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Daniel Grossman, professor of OBGYN and director of Advancing New Standards and Reproductive Health at UCSF. Professor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the invitation. You know, given the current environment surrounding reproductive health, what is your reaction to this move? I mean, it's a great uh, piece of, 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 of news right now. I mean, we've been hearing so much bad news related to reproductive health, and this is uh, finally a piece of positive news. I mean, you know, it could have happened sooner. Um, FDA actually issued guidance in January of 2023, allowing pharmacies to get certified and start dispensing the abortion pill, mifepristone, on prescription. Um, so it's taken a while for pharmacies to to get around to doing this, but I'm I'm really heartened by this news from CVS and Walgreens. So you mentioned this special certification the pharmacies need to get. Is that just for the abortion pill, or is it common for other categories of drugs as well? Um, no. I mean, this is unfortunately another example of uh, abortion exceptionalism where abortion is being treated differently. Um, this is a very safe and, and easy to dispense medication for pharmacists. We actually did a study at UCSF where we um, had clinicians evaluate patients for medication abortion and those who were eligible. Um, they, they sent a, the, the clinicians would send a prescription to the pharmacy um, and the pharmacist would dispense it. And we found that uh, not surprisingly, it was just as safe and effective for patients to get medication abortion this way as um, compared to when they get the pills handed to them directly in the clinic. Um, pharmacists said it was easy for them to dispense this medication. But this medication is being treated differently from, from many other medications. And um, for over 20 years, it was required that uh, the pill could only be dispensed in a clinic. So it's taken a long time for it to get to this point where at least it can be dispensed by a pharmacist in a pharmacy. But still, the pharmacies have to go through the certification process. I just want to loop back a quick moment because you mentioned that uh, the federal regulators gave uh, approval to this back in last year. Are pharmacies reluctant because? of a maybe political or legal headwind? Are they worried about making themselves vulnerable? I mean, that's a really good point. Um, I, this is obviously uh, a controversial area. And, um, you know, it's 
that's probably contributed to this. The other piece of it is that there's this lawsuit that's going on um, where several anti-abortion groups brought suit initially in Texas. Um, and this case has made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, and the Supreme Court is going to be hearing oral argument in this case later this month. Um, and that this case challenges part of the case originally challenged the original FDA approval of misopristone, the abortion pill, um, as well as some of the changes that the FDA made, including the change they made last year to allow pharmacies to start dispensing it. So because it's also been tied up in in this legal case, I think pharmacies, especially big chain pharmacies, were were somewhat reticent to move forward with um, with you know, getting everything set up so that they could be certified and start dispensing it. All that said, I actually take this as a really good sign that um, the ph- these big chain pharmacies, you know, have done their internal analysis and, and they feel like the time is right for them to move forward with um, getting certified and starting to dispense this medication on prescription. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, didn't most women get uh, the abortion pill through the mail? Before the Supreme Court ruling, wasn't that the most common way to get it? Um, no, it was the of um, all abortions. The majority of abortions are done with medication. Um, so, but the latest data we have is from 2020, where about 54 percent uh, of all abortions are done with pills. Um, still, the majority of those are um, obtained in a clinic in a facility. Um, but telehealth um, and using the mail to send the, the medications um, has certainly become much more popular since the COVID pandemic, since the, the FDA allowed that to happen. Um, and that's been steadily increasing. Um, and, uh, but, and so it's, it is a very important way that people are accessing these medications. Is there still a danger, though, that states could make it illegal, even though the feds gave it the green light, the the federal regulators? Well, you know, that's really uh, I I think that that's something that potentially could come out of this case that we're seeing um, in, you know, that's before the Supreme Court. Um, I think, you know, there's a potential from the outcome of that case to really for the court to to reaffirm the authority of the FDA and to say that the what the FDA determines is is what stands. Um, but um, yes, yeah, certainly in the states that have banned abortion, um, it's not possible for people to get this medication in those states. Both Walgreens and CVS mentioned that they're doing a slow rollout of this, right? They're starting in select states, including California, and then they're going to roll it out to other places where it's legal. Um, Would you expect that to be done on an expedited basis? Um, I don't know. I certainly hope so. I mean, this is a really simple medication to dispense. I mean, this is something that we've seen in our research with pharmacists. Um, I mean, pharmacists need to have some training because this isn't something that they've often learned about um, from when they were in school. Um, But the training is very simple. In fact, at UCSF, we've developed a simple um, uh, hour-long training program for for pharmacists. Um, And so it should be, you know, once they get these processes set up, one place, it would be really simple for these chains to get it set up really in any place where it's legal to provide this. So, I 
I would hope that they would roll this out pretty quickly. I'm just uh, curious about the actual taking of the uh, the pill, uh, uh, methapristone. Um, is there a danger, or is it pretty uh, pretty self managed? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say again, you know, when we're talking about what's happening around this medication right now, um, the issue is that you know people still are seeing a clinician; they're getting evaluated by a clinician either in person or sometimes with through a telehealth visit, and it's a clinician, either a doctor or nurse practitioner, are determining whether the patient is eligible to use the medication. They go through all of the instructions about how to use the medication and what to be on the lookout for um, in case there might be a potential complication. Um, and then they send a prescription to the pharmacy, and then the pharmacist dispenses the medication from the pharmacy um, on that prescription. So um, patients are still getting evaluated. They're still getting all those instructions from a clinician. So, yes, this is a very safe and effective treatment. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest has been Daniel Grossman, OBGYN and Reproductive Science Professor at UCSF's School of Medicine. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.